0: Blog Talk Radio
1: Welcome to Research at the National Archives and Beyond Blog Talk Radio. This is your host, Bernice Alexander Bennett, and co-host Patricia Glover Howell. Hi, Patricia. Hello, Bernice. Hello, Franzine. Hello, hello. And chatters. Hi, well, P- Patricia will be monitoring the chat room and summarizing your comments. Well, a special welcome to the callers and chatters to research at the National Archives and beyond. This show will provide individuals interested in genealogy and history an opportunity to listen, learn, and take action. If you have logged in as a guest, and I do see guests in the chat room tonight, and you wish to participate in the chat, please sign in through your Facebook account or Blog Talk Radio. My guest tonight is Frazine Taylor, and Frazine is one of the founders of the Beyond Kin Project. Frazine and Donna Cox Baker conceived the Beyond Kin Project in 2016 as a way to encourage and facilitate the documentation of enslaved populations particularly by recruiting the resources and efforts of the descendants of slaveholders now i have posted the beyond kin face up uh, they they have a facebook page and they also have a website and so that website has been posted in the chat room so i hope that you all will follow what frazine has to share with us tonight by looking at the website. So, Phrasing, I just want to give a warm welcome to you and welcome you back to Research at the National Archives and Beyond. You were on several years ago discussing your book. So, Phrasing, let's begin kind of with your beginning. Uh, What motivated you to even think about and conceive the
0: Beyond Kin concept? Well, uh, the person who motivated me was Donna, but uh, Donna Baker. But the 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 prop, the um, idea has always been in my mind. In fact, when uh, people, when we are researching our African American uh, families, and we get to a certain point, we can't go any further because we do not have the information that we need to get us into uh, to get us. To the slaveholder, and some sometimes we don't, and sometimes we do have oral histories. So I've always I tell my audience I've been telling my audience over the years is that uh, the information that we need is oftentimes located in the descendants' homes or in their papers of the slaveholders, and that it and 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 if it is not thought about by the, the slave holders descendants then it's just lost to us. And I'm gonna start using the initials E P and S.H. Uh, so, so, say, uh, say that again. So that, You're going that's to be motivating. using
1: the initials B say it again.
0: I'm gonna use the initials for enslaved persons E P and for slave okay. holder holder S H. Okay. okay,
1: and SH for this slaveholder. Okay. Yes.
0: So, mm-hmm. and cuz that said you will see something. that all on the website.
1: Right. So you you said something. Sometimes that information is in the hands of perhaps the descendant. But the how do we get to that point where we
0: well, find
1: out who the potential slave owner is?
0: Uh, get to the point where, the, where we ask the descendants about the information. Uh, we get to that point by as we do the research. We get to the point where we we don't we can't go any further. So if we know the slaveholder, and a lot of us as African Americans have to do the research on the slaves on the uh, slaveholder's family, and do a second. Say genealogy, and you and you you are aware of that. We have to do two, as we as I tell my um, students. You have to do actually two genealogies: You have to do yours, and if you find a slaveholder, you have to do the slaveholder's uh, genealogy to get to that person's descendants. And oftentimes, you get you will find this information, but until you start talking with that descendant or that person. They really don't know that they have the information. They have they have been looking at wills and they have been looking at their family's probate records, but uh, it, uh, and they just often overlook the the names that are the enslaved person's name in that um in that will or in the on the probate record because they're looking mainly looking for their information and until they are until a person is aware of the of that there are other information that there is other information in the uh, will on the probate record on the on the 1850 census uh, uh, information in 1830 census information about enslaved uh, persons. Then that that's what goes liking. So how do we get Why? to what we? How do we get to what, yes? Well, when we got that. Uh, where where uh, Donna had been do, had actually researched her family, and she thought she knew everything she had to know about her family, but she had 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 a um, uh, oral history that a a, a, a um, black person, African American, had accompanied her ancestors into the Civil War, went with them, and she did all of a so sudden. She said, "Well, I would like to know what." To put that person's name. She just didn't have a name. So she called, you know, we have been talking over the years, so this is not anything new that we're talking about. So she asked she called and she said, I you know, I have a um uh, I have person. So she asked so she asked me you know, how could she find out the name? And I said, Well have you really have you checked and see if your ancestors had any other um slaves uh, any other enslaved person Uh, and she said well no I said well go to the 1850 and 1860 slave census and check that for your ancestors and she did and she called me back and said he had I forgot how many it was at that time it was over about maybe 18 on the 1860 slave census and she said oh and I knew nothing about these I knew that they didn't talk about this uh my family didn't talk. They just talked about the one person, and she said, "Well, how?" She said, "I don't have any names. So I just have, you know, you know how to with the. I just have the, the age and sex and everything and and uh and um, uh, and title not title. You know, the age, sex, and I can't even think of what <laughs> what else is on that census, but no names. So she mm-hmm. said, uh, so I told her, I said, well, check and see about the the probate record." In fact I did it for her. I didn't I would check it and I came up with the, the names the first names of those of those eighteen people and she was elated and she got to thinking and she also was at the same time doing uh, uh, a um workshop with a friend of hers and the person put up a bill of sale with the person's name on it and she got to thinking, she said, Oh, uh I wonder if I could get that type of information for my my people, the people that she was looking for, and she was thinking also the fact that uh, you know she, this is a, another side of her family that she knew nothing about, and she wanted to know something about because they were they were their lives were in, intermingled or intertwined with her life with her her, her ancestors' life. So she started from there, and and then she started thinking she is a software uh, developer. She's not not currently working as a software development, but she had been a uh, software developer. So she thought and talked, and we discussed it. What is the best way that we can get this out here so other people can think about this, you know, uh, 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 think about looking for their ancestors? She's, and another thing, too, she said, I didn't know how to do the research, where this is where I came in to help her with the research and to talk about other ideas. So that's that's what we came up. This is what she came. We came up with the Beyond Kin program. I mean, <laughs> a project uh, because we were trying to. Uh, and not only does it, that we're talking about, we we say that the, it refers to people who had an important connection to each other, without being biologically or legally kin. So it can be a group of people who who are working together in a coal mine, or any other persons that had a non-kin relationship, and that's why we call it beyond kin. Okay, so I want to take you
1: back for a minute. Mm-hmm. All First right. First of all, something. you you mentioned that some individuals are not aware of their slave-owning ancestors. Yes. So I would consider that a challenge. But I want mm-hmm. you to tell us on both sides, those that are descendants of slaves, as well as those that are descendants of slave owners, what are other challenges they may face as they go through this whole genealogical process?
0: Uh, so, uh, one of the, uh, several, several different, everybody will experience something different. On each uh, each level, uh, at each at, <clears throat> depending on what point you are, at in your research. Now, what I what I experience is that I didn't have the oral history, in my research, to tell me who was, to tell me who was the um, actually, uh, you know, slave owner. Because my mm-hmm. um, my ancestors, uh, and it's not my. Uh, my answer's fault is mainly, and no one's fault. I just did not ask the questions when I needed to ask the questions about, you know, uh, who was, who was, where did they come from? Where were they born? Did they have any stories um, that they could relate to in the in uh, in their enslaved uh, situation? Uh, mm-hmm. Now that's one challenge. The other challenge is is that. There may be slave owners, you don't, do not know the name, but there may be slave owners in the area that your ancestors lived in 1870. So you need to, in order to find out that particular, your particular uh, enslaved person, you have to research all of the slave owners in that area that may be your potential owners of your people. And that's hard, not hard, but that's something that's a long, tedious job. Uh the other thing is name changes. A lot of times the names were changed. We're looking for someone in eighteen seventy and the name changed in eighteen eighty or backwards or going backwards eighteen sixty. Uh and then there and then there, and of course the, the enslaved person was property in certain parts of our our society. So property was at, it was it was it was, it was recorded at a different in different terms in tax records and wills on probate records. So the needle in the haystack concept.
1: Well, it does sound like a needle in a haystack, especially when you're saying your ancestors living in a particular community, and they Mm -hmm. may be living around a a large number of slave owners, but your ancestor, you cannot determine, well, which one is your ancestor's
0: slave owner. Yes, right.
1: So Mm -hmm. that in itself, I mean, that's, part of the whole slave era research, it's it's difficult sometimes for people to even determine, well, who was the slave owner, especially since you just brought up about name changes. And Mm -hmm. so some people may be looking for the slave owner that has the same surname that they have, but they may have changed their name.
0: So so we're
1: really talking about a challenge here.
0: Mm -hmm. And it might not be the... the, uh the person they may it may have the same slave holder's name uh less surname, but then it, they just they may not have been on that plantation or of, of that owned by that person
1: mm. right, so let's go back to the issue of the descendant of the slave owner because okay. you're saying that you know sometimes they may not be aware of it. So, what uh, strategies do you recommend they follow first of all okay. to determine if they had, or if they are a descendant of a slave owner?
0: Uh, well, naturally, they are going to do their, uh, they are be, <laughs> uh, the person who's doing that research, the slaveholders holders research. The person that's doing research on on their family, and they find the family because they don't. You, you're going to if you were a free person, you're going to find your information from the beginning of the census, in all kinds of records, on down to to present uh, to, to the 1940 census. So in those records, you will come across if the person was a slaveholder, or even if the person's parents were slaveholders, you're going to find some some reference to either on tax records and probate records. They died before 1865, probate records, or you're going to find something, a will, because uh, it was because because of the uh, tax records, because, as I said, the enslaved person was property, property had to be, and it's a business, and business records were kept, diaries, uh, it, all records that uh, that was kept by the, the family uh might list now some some people uh, some in, uh, slaveholders might not have might not have had but one or two but those records would kept would be kept uh, the tax records if the, if because the you, you put a price on the people had to pay taxes on their property uh, or if they purchase you got uh, bills of sale sale that would have tax information on it so in going because the the uh slaveholder is going to be looking at their records anyway, looking at these papers, and that's where it's going to pop out at them. Uh, when I said pop out, that's where the names, the first names, and, and, uh, and different ways in which the property was handled is going to be in those business records. Uh, if that is not the case, then in 1860, 1850, the slaveholder in, there was a uh, census that lists all of the people who had um, slaves, or the one or two or 50. Prior to those 1850 and 1860, the 1830, 1840, and the 1820, I think, uh, we'll, we'll have a listing of if the person had slaves, it would, it would not list it. It would not list them out like they did in 1850 and sixty, But it would say things like a uh, uh, one uh, from zero to twelve male slave. It, it, that anyway, that would let them know that they that they were slaveholders. Now another thing happens too is that when you get to 1850 and 1860, sometimes those owners did not have in did not own any. Um, Enslave oh, any slave, any slave person, because they either set them free, or they were freed, or they died in between 18, say 20. to I'm saying 20 because I'm using Alabama as a reference. 1820 to uh-huh. 1840. But see, there were other slave, uh-huh. there were other censuses in 1790 and so forth in other states. Um, so you can sort of look at that, those censuses to tell what happened to the enslaved person. Uh, and in case, like I said, in 1850 1860, they may not have had any. Uh, remember, uh-huh. it, uh, in some states they were set free, uh, the, the enslaved person was freed at earliest than the southern states. Uh-huh. I, hope, uh-huh. I hope that I, I want to... So you have to look at those types of... Analyze those types of records when you're looking to see if you're um, ancestor was a slave holder. And in uh you know, some okay, go ahead. No, go ahead. Question? I'm I'm listening. Uh-huh. <laughs> no. So that's therefore in some cases that's why you have to do the research backwards to back to the first the first document that your person had when they came into this country.
1: Mhm. Uh-huh. So right now, since the Beyond Kin project has uh, been initiated Uh, Mm -hmm. What types of of educational programs have you initiated to coincide with this this project to get people to the point now where they're saying, okay, I'm identifying. These are the people that I am finding on the 1860 census. I mean, they're saying female, age 16, what have you. At what point are you getting people to say, "Wait a minute! I'm getting ready to take this a step further now. I'm not just okay. going to see my ancestor's name
0: and see, and see how uh, many uh, sex and the an
1: age, you know." And that. well,
0: yeah. on a, on a, on our page, on our homepage, as you look at the homepage, and you will see that we have uh, uh, instructions on how to uh, lo- locate different. Uh, Different uh, the locate names uh, okay. of, of the ancestors. Uh, I was looking at the uh, it's on the fir- it's on the first page and also on the second page too. Uh, how to research your 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 family if you if you're not familiar with this type of research. Of uh, mm-hmm. uh, this uh, okay, um, so that you can mm, uh, okay. It's on on the researching enslaved population. Okay. The okay. research we have research strategies for the descendants of slaveholders, real and adopted. Our research strategies for the descendant of the enslaved person, and when the enslaved ancestors took a name other than the slaveholder. So there are. Uh, it, it's on the right hand side of our page but it's a section entitled Researching Enslaved Population. So both for the enslaved as well as the slaveholders' descendants. Okay, so they so as soon as you go on your
1: page, on your website, yes,
0: on the you website. can go
1: directly yes. to that area that says Researching Enslaved In- Population. Enslaved
0: Population, right.
1: Okay, and then it breaks down... Exactly the strategies. Okay, so that that's a beginning for people uh, to to understand. People. Okay, okay. So once they once they go there, um, then what do you recommend?
0: Well, after let's uh, let's just go go researching the strategies for descendants of slaveholders. Uh, yes. Then we they, they start with the steps. We have them outlined in step one, what to do, and step two, and three. They go step by step in following our instructions. Okay. For example, if step one says choose your starting point, whether you are a descendant or an adopter. And we are saying that now that there are some people who, are not did not people really did not own have enslaved uh, enslaved population, but they want to help with this project, so they may uh, mm-hmm. take a, 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 a county that they have been working in and 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 then adopt a, a slave owner so that's why we say are an adopter. You need to pick oh, up.
1: Oh, okay. I understand that now. Okay. So mm-hmm. you, someone may say, well, I don't have any I don't, slave no, I can't family, have family. But I want right, to then help, to help somebody
0: else. It. Right. I got you. This, okay. This is what this uh, project is all about, is helping uh, others to find their enslaved person. Okay. Then I would say... As you, as I said before, you have family records, you have diaries and letters and family histories and business records, and you've already looked at those. One, when I say you, I'm talking about the person who's researching this 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 the, sure. uh, slave family. You've, they've already looked at this. They've been looking at this all their lives, but they really had not thought about the other names that that are in there. I always mm-hmm. use the example that was a. Uh, Ladies uh, in Alabama, they went to every courthouse in Alabama and abstracted information dealing with the wills and the marriages and everything there. And for the wills, and and that's great, and going, wow, that's really nice, until I got ready to look for my family for a will that I know that the person had. And they used the will of the person, the person's will, but not every. Didn't list anybody in the will where my where my parent where my uh, ancestors were listed. So, but they they did a good great job. <laughs> they just uh, just did not, you know, they didn't think that that was important to to list. So it was missed, and all that worked in right. Sixty seven counties. Okay. Now. Okay. Now so we then, have a
1: question coming from the. Shazine, we have a question coming mm-hmm. from the chat room. Okay. Does your site have real case studies that were for successful yes. from following the steps on the uh, Beyond Ken website, especially the one for formerly enslaved persons that took a surname other than mm-hmm. the slaveholder.
0: Uh, y- uh, yes, we do. Uh, I can t- we, where you can you can find this information. Let's go back to uh let's see. Um, let, let, let me go back to the home page. Uh yes. we have a directory. Okay. Okay, uh, a directory. Okay, enslaved population research directory. Okay, now the enslaved Population Research Directory is when you click when you click on that. Uh, when you you get a you get a a list of uh, we have 146 people that are found records, and we're not uh, what is, we're not saying who without delineating by color because we don't know who, what the um, the race of any of the the people are on this page. Uh, but I do know mine is on there, <laughs> uh, so that when you go you see let's let me for example. It says the total. We have total records found 146, showing 20 per page. Uh, the slaveholder, the location, the researcher, and the details. Now, this particular, I'm just going to take the first one. Uh, okay. Woodburn Estate in Potts Farm, loud, loud, <clears throat> Loudoun, Loudoun County, Virginia. The researcher is Victor is Victor, Victoria Robinson. When I click on details. It tells me uh, that gives slaveholder's name, which I just called, the location and the researcher, mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. gives her email address. And she comments, she says, slave "slaves owned by the Nixon family at their two farms, in Woodburn Estate and Pot P-Y-O-T-T Farms, up through September 1845." Uh, and she tells you that it's on a website. And uh, she hasn't been joined yet on the Beyond King as a researcher. And she she gives you can contact this person at this uh, at her at her her mail. I mean at her, at her email. Now, her email that, address. Her email address, right? Now, if I go okay. back and go back to the directory um, there. Some people who give the exact location and tell you what part, what family tree, what, what, where they're located on the family tree website on Ancestry.
1: Oh, okay. Yes, I'm. So I'm today. looking mm-hmm. at that right now.
0: Right. So you can go. So you and, have
1: the re- so the researchers' email addresses here. So that mm-hmm. someone can contact them to get further information or just further information. Yes. Oh. Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, Phrasing. We're going to take a quick break and then come right back and continue this discussion and continue going through uh, the the various steps that people would need to identify these uh, the descendants of the slaveholder and descendants of the slave. So, quick
0: break. Okay.
1: and knowledge of genealogy and history. All of my shows are available as a podcast immediately after the broadcast, and they can be downloaded from Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, TuneIn.com, and Stitcher.com. Now, you have been listening to Phrasing Taylor share information on the Beyond Ken project. So, Phrasing, uh, right before we went on break, you were walking us through the directory and sharing with us some of the information on the uh, directory. And so if if any of the chatters have questions, please feel free to uh, chime in with your questions as we get to know this site better and and. All the examples that you can provide with us, it will help us, Frazine, just understand how valuable the Beyond Ken project is. So I'm going to turn it back over to you so that you can continue to
0: walk Uh, uh, us through the website. Okay. Uh, uh, We were at the directory, and I did find my name, uh, and and I'm at the uh, uh, area where I have placed my research in. Uh, and the slaveholder is George Taylor, and the location is Crusoe County, Alabama. I'm the researcher, and I give you my uh email but in the comment section, I did something a little different than some other people. I put in the eighteen sixty two inventory estate of George uh Taylor and put the names of all the people that were listed on that estate, including my ancestor, which is William. He was on that on that um, that inventory and so mm-hmm. If anybody else is looking and know that S. Um, Taylor was a was there uh, particular um, slaveholder, if they just did this we want to check and see if it's Cooper County, what uh you know what what was there and this inventory will will will, uh, will come up. Uh, okay,
1: and and I see I see exactly what you've done with this site. I hope that others mm-hmm. are are also looking at the site right now because mm-hmm. I see what you put in, in the comment section on here. Mm-hmm. So Frazine, mm-hmm. are you recommending that individuals such as yourself who've already identified the enslaver of mm-hmm. your family, you're recommending that they also post their information in post this directory.
0: Information. Right. Okay, yeah, so
1: so it's a two way street. It's not it's two just way street. the person that's adopting um a slave owner, but it's also a descendant of a slave a and a descendant of a slave. Now, are there any other people that you would consider uh, beyond kin folks who may put information in this directory? And
0: right. Yeah, we are. Uh, we we have said that you know, anybody who is um, uh, has a, a um, uh, connection to each other other than biologically or legally kin, you know. Uh, they may be not biologically, but maybe or uh, legally kin. there may be like a group of of people who were in a in a prison together in a mine, coal mine, or uh, uh, hmm. things like uh, when you go to the uh, what does on the right hand, left hand side. There's a uh, a place that says what does beyond kin mean, and you know, yes, all, okay, prisoners, apprentices, and indentured servants, neighbors business partner, partners, military comrades, but there has to be, you know, uh, designated that in the comments that are uh, what you're doing. Okay. So when you now, say prisoners, what are you looking for? Uh, there were, like, state prisoners, county prisoners, a whole group of people that were mm-hmm. together in one place. And, and mainly... Okay. <laughs> they, 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 they would, think, you know, it, it, it's it's the possible. It's not necessary, you know. It could include these. It's not necessary that we that it that is something that you want to do, but it, it is um, it it can be included. The relationship mm-hmm. is not is not uh, biological, or, biological or legally mm-hmm. kin legally. Mm-hmm. So so okay. if you and find that, that your
1: ancestors sense. on a chain gang.
0: And right. you see a whole
1: lot of names on that one chain game.
0: <laughs> then you're saying <laughs>
1: right. that that's a possibility. They, they
0: are, they are, they are, they are beyond the kin, they, but they're together as a group for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. we get to uh, the um, what, did you, what did, how <clears throat> get to the, uh, let me uh, about the software. Yes. we we are for the software component because we know that there are a lot of trees well let me say it this way there are a lot of people who are doing this type of research like I did had, for example I had done, I had two relative two descendants that I have as uh, ancestors that I found the slave owner well I had where to put this information. I just have it. You know, I have the 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 uh 1860 and 1850 slave census I have uh a uh inventory record and a tax records. So, I have that. I've had it for years. And there's nowhere to connect it other than when I tell my family that's what, you know, I have this. But that's what that's what the software component comes in. Uh, because there are people, you know, like I have my tree on family tree, on ancestry. Well, yeah, I have. Okay, I have uh, placed this slaveholder under my ancestor of Billy Blow. That's the he was. He was his name was Billy Blow, and that's my great great grandfather. And his slave owner was George Taylor. So I have used the Beyond Kin as a uh, virtual person, with the, and given the name, I placed him as a, as a spouse. Actually, the slaveholder as a spouse, and gave the spouse another spouse, the Beyond Kin spouse. But I want you to that that is at a that's that's somewhat uh, what is it? Um, uh, uh, sort of intricate for me to explain it. You need to. Actually, go to the. It's a place in our on our website to to give you a a diagram of what this should look like. Okay, so you actually have a a framework, yes, a framework.
1: because it's very yes. interesting that you would say you would add the slave
0: owner to your as tree under spouse. Do so you put B K? Uh yes. Uh, we have a load. We actually put a. You know where they have a profile and. On on ancestry on, on your tree. You have pro, we asked to put yes, the you I, I can know put that. the
1: huh.
0: Uh-huh. But the but the thing about it is that uh we have we have uh we did this because we we could have gone the other way to try to go to uh, and ask well, we should have asked the slave asked the uh, the research uh the uh, software developers if they could help us out on this. we we'll would be waiting for years and years and years. <laughs> for them to it, so oh, develop some. I see. So we decided to uh, put it does, attached what does it to that the tree to that we already tree? have. Uh-huh.
1: What does it do to your tree when you put
0: the slave uh,
1: owner on your tree but the person is not biologically connected
0: to your uh, that's, family? That's why, we, that's why we use the, the uh, uh, spouse and children and actually the, the slave population is, is listed as children like for example, the enslaved population on my tree, like the 1850 census, and 1851 uh, wheel, and 1852 uh, inventory. Those are all children and unlisted under that. Under the 1850 census would be a list of the uh, slaves on that uh, enslaved persons on that census, and we have a code, and and the codes. And like I said, you're gonna have to go to that schematic and look at this. Uh, mm-hmm, to see how mm-hmm. it's set up, because we it is outlined. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can go through it, but it's, it's it won't be of it won't be clear until you look at the uh, the schematics of, of what needs to be done.
1: Yes, yes, and so individuals um, who are listening, I hope as as you hear her sharing this information. Please spend time just looking at the website and going through the framework and seeing mm-hmm. what Frazine is is saying to you about how she's creating these trees. But it certainly would
0: be helpful if there was a software developer
1: that yes. would pick this that, up. That's <laughs> what
0: we're trying to <laughs> that's what we're trying to do. We're trying, in fact we have and what has happened is that uh, family tree uh and we've had a complaint You know, family trees. Family trees um, software. Uh, Mm -hmm. I mean, trees is that you can go in and change them at will. Uh, One of the um, people who saw this project on their tree checked it out and said they did not want. They deleted it and Mm
1: -hmm.
0: from the tree. So which is. Which is fine. We 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 realized there was going to be some problems, but in the meantime, uh, he contacted the software, Family Tree service, uh, customer service, to see what they could do about it. And they are now looking at it and see what if they can do something or that hopefully uh, we'll do something and not and not develop just take all the people who have put their stuff on Family Tree uh, off. But, but you see what I'm talking about is that they, at least they have, uh, this project has gotten them aware of that there are people trying to connect to trees uh, with this schematic that we have drawn up. And we oh, have a I naming see.
1: convention. Uh-huh.
0: A name, you have a naming convention and, you know, how it this, how this should be named and how it should be set up. All of this is on the uh, on the web website. Uh-huh, uh-huh. On the now, Beyond King there's Method question, and Introduction. Mm-hmm. Right, that is a question, yes,
1: and it's about the service. Is this a free service? I mean, can anybody just start
0: oh, putting oh, up we the know.
1: information?
0: Well, first of all, you have to join, you have to join. go to the forum, and I mean, you have to, um, from Facebook, you have to ask if, the, if you can be, it's a closed group. Okay. Uh and you yeah you can go to you can use go to the um Facebook and ask to join it uh to join this uh this group and uh either Donna or myself will look at the uh the the, the requests and either accept or not rec- uh accept because what can happen with this is that if there's some people who want to do uh, Person and I know nobody that, that that's listening to this will do this. They want to do advertising, <laughs> advertising, mm-hmm. and then have about a thousand groups that they belong to. We will not uh, accept that person mm-hmm. if the, mm-hmm. if they belong to maybe you know more than five hundred groups. You know, just you can so you have t- two
1: ways of people communicating with each other. The the one you said was a closed. Group on Facebook, mm. and they yes, have uh-huh. to join that group, and then mm-hmm. to to with your website.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so with this, with your website, do they join the website also in uh, order to no, from the,
0: from the, post information? From the web, okay, that uh, that the Facebook thing is just uh, so that you can communicate back and forth the Facebook our okay. Facebook page, so you can go yes. and see when you go into Facebook page, you can see. Uh, different things that people talk about the problems or some problems or what they have encountered. It, 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 it's it's a like a you know a conversation, and talk uh, and, and talk about the the things that they have done. And some people have put in a lot of put a lot of of uh, people onto this on in the directory, or they're working on something and they want to tell other people that yes, that's one way. And the other way is to use the directory to put your your people that you're working on in the director. two places here. One is the director is the population research, and then the enslaved population research directory where you add names. It's a form that comes mm-hmm. up. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, as far
1: as your range right now, how how far have you penetrated throughout the United States so that people understand and know what the Beyond Ken Project is all about?
0: Uh I I couldn't say, but I I, I can only say that uh, I mean I, I, we have, we put it a uh, uh, let's see, the Golden Egg genealogy is 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 a um, is a um, group that this is put on this, and you if you click on that, it's on the right hand side of the mm-hmm. I mean left hand side of, of the, the page. And and if you click click on that, that's where we uh, have put information out about the the, the project, about and uh, and and in different other and other different things. That Don, this is um, Donna ba- uh, Baker. She's the host for this uh, particular um, the Golden Egg Genealogy. So that that's one place, and it's it's gotten out there, you know. So
1: okay, and, and it, what does Golden Egg Genealogy, Is that a particular person? Or is that uh, an organization
0: the golden egg genealogist is uh, th- you yes. think it refers to donna
1: <laughs> okay so this is donna donna uh uh baker is B- baker. the golden egg Genealogist.
0: okay mm-hmm. all right mm-hmm.
1: okay mm-hmm. i got it but but,
0: but okay. through her but through this but she's already she already had this um particular um uh, blog this is a blog she's already she already had this a long time ago, so you see like it goes back into uh, when I said a long time ago, she had it since 2016. So it was she's been doing this already. She just added, you know, when we get, decided to do this, um, to do the uh, in Beyond Ken project, she just put it on that. So she has she has a following already. Mm-hmm. So that's that's one so way it's got out. So
1: idea. Phrasing about the general reaction. You mentioned one complaint, but what's the general reaction of people uh, as the they are sharing awesome. on
0: the forum? Uh, it also uh, the general reaction is awesome. Keep keep up the good work. We 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 we, we have been looking for a place to do this. Uh, you know, we've been looking for within. This was a idea that. Yeah, let me just <laughs> try to I'm trying to remember. Let me just uh go to the forum. It's fine. Okay. Okay. Sure. I got mm-hmm. we got uh one two people wanna join this group, they must be listening to us. Uh thanks for allowing me to join the group. Uh with this I look forward to working with everyone, my family. I okay, um uh, I'm going backwards in the I mean, uh, I'm so glad you said you got you put this this um this this up. I am, uh, and there's some people doing other thing creative things for self, you know, to, to help out mm-hmm. uh, different things. Uh, they they're using these ideas to do, you know, to continue what they're. Research. I was trying to find some. Uh, Um, if you go to the Facebook, you'll find I'm happy to have, you know, I'm happy to have, uh, have this, this, uh, site up. I've been using it. Uh, this person said, dear friends, I have made a list of all the slaveholders I have come across and in my research, and I hope this might be helpful to you, uh, what is, uh, it's just
1: so what you're basically <laughs> saying is that people are looking at this as a as yeah, a uh opportunity to yes. to share information that they have gathered mm-hmm. and to yes. just it, it it's making a safe place to put this yes, information. It is not, no judgment, right. you know, no not, judgment it's not right. about judgment. Mm. It's about Mm-mm. sharing information. And getting Mm -hmm. that information out. And I can tell you, it it is extremely important. I mean, you have so many people that have discovered that they cannot or they have this what they call brick wall. They can't Mm -hmm. figure out, you know, where to go. And they realize that to find the descendant of the slave owner or to find the slave owner, they have to do a lot of digging. Mm-hmm. And A so it is really helpful if if someone has that information and they share that information, it definitely it it just opens up so much more information for people. Mm-hmm. And, for, and I enough. just have to tell you that I've also I've also found my ancestors enslaved, and mm-hmm. and met the descendant of the slave owner. And I tell oh, okay. you, it was very, very helpful, very rewarding experience to finally find my enslaved ancestor.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and it, how long it, had you been looking?
1: It, not very long. I mean, it happened not very, very quickly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it That's happened very, very quickly. In fact, I even wrote about it in, in a in a book entitled "Our mm-hmm. Ancestors, Our Stories, where I'm talking about my, my journey to find my South Carolina mm-hmm. kent. And okay. so it is It is something that people go through. I mean, as genealogists, we're looking, we're looking, we're looking, but Beyond Kin can be another resource to help another. people, especially with that resource directory uh, that you mentioned uh, that people can add to the directory. And, and, and so with 146, I mean, I notice you have several pages, of, mm-hmm. of entries, and so hopefully by this time next year you'll have a thousand. <laughs> That's not <laughs> <laughs> and,
0: and, make and, it very and, optimistic,
1: and,
0: huh? Right, and and not only that, the, the forum helps, even if they if they do not uh, place the answers of the, the discussion helps uh, people to uh, uh, with with uh, with that research too, and and something right. else we do on the on the on the right side, on the left hand side of it, is to have related sites, related related sites on the home page. And that's, you know, like uh, there's something called Last Seen, Finding Families After Slavery, Coming to the Table, Digital Library on American Slavery, The Slave Name Roll Project, Large Slaveholders of 1860, Plantations of the North Carolina, Race and Slavery Petition Project. The Virginia Historical Society African American Resource Guide. So as we find uh, uh, sites related to to what we're doing, we try to in, in, include them on this on this page too.
1: Which again is an excellent resource for mm-hmm. individuals. Uh, you put people in the right direction. And I I think that's really good. Well, do you have any any additional information you want to share with us before we close out tonight?
0: No, I I just appreciate that you actually I appreciate your interest in Beyond Ken and uh, and our, on the rest of the genealogy work that 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 uh, we all do. And you and it's, you know since you started you you've actually. You, I mean, I, I'm I'm just surprised. I'm not surprised, but I knew it was going to be good. But you, you have, you know, your audience having have expanded, and and that's because people are interested in in the doing that family history and whatever methods they can use to uh, uh, to help themselves find uh, a, a relationship. So that's basically what yes. I,
1: well, thank you so much for coming on tonight. And everybody, please go to the com website so that you can learn more about the Beyond Ken project. And thank you again, Frazine, for sharing with us tonight. And I want everybody else to understand, please remember your ancestors left footprints. Therefore, Mm -hmm. you should follow the clues that are presented to you through oral history, family records, research at the National Archives, and beyond, and that includes Beyond Ken. You can (laughs) continue this discussion on the research at the National Archives and Beyond and the AfroGenius.com Facebook pages, as well as the Beyond Ken forum. And also remember to listen to the African Roots podcast with Angela Walton Raji and also watch for the Black ProGen Live with host Nika Smith. Thank you so much for joining research at the National Archives and Beyond Blog Talk Radio. And also check out my services at BB's Genealogy Research and Educational Services, LLC. And my website is www.geniebroots.com. Well, I look forward to all of you joining me next week. This is your host, Bernice Alexander Bennett, and co-host, Patricia Glover Howard. Good night, everyone, and good night, Frazine. And
0: good night for you to you too and everyone. Um.